gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and there will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beginning the night of November 9th, 1938, violent anti-Jewish protests broke out across Germany and its surrounding territories. Kristallnacht, as it would later come to be known, the night of broken glass. Over the next 48 hours, violent mobs spurred on by anti-Semitic propaganda attacked hundreds of synagogues desecrating Jewish religious symbols and artifacts. By the end of the riots, nearly 7,500 Jewish-owned businesses, homes, and schools were destroyed, and 91 Jewish lives were cut short. Kristallnacht marked a decisive turning point from mere anti-Semitic rhetoric and legislation to outright violence and genocide culminating in the events of the Holocaust. When I was in seminary, our chapel would host an annual observance of Kristallnacht to remember the horrific events of that night and to repent of the sin of anti-Semitism present in even Martin Luther's own writings. One year, we heard the testimony of Holocaust survivor Walter Falk. Falk was only 11 years old when Nazi soldiers raided his home. Shortly after the events of that night, he was one of the lucky ones who managed to escape on the kinder transports, an operation arranged by the British government to secure safe passage out of Germany for 10,000 child refugees with the assumption that they would be reunited with their families after the war. Falk recalled the difficulty he undertook in packing up his entire 11-year-old life in one suitcase with room for only one toy among many treasured possessions. But the most poignant moment, he said, came when he had to say goodbye to his mother before boarding the train as his entire life was about to be uprooted. And of course, Falk's story is one of only many that still bears witness to the horrors of that time. This past week as a nation, we also 
observed Veterans Day, calling to mind the, dev the devastation of war and the lasting impact of trauma on those who have served in our military. During my chaplaincy internship at the Cleveland VA Medical Center, I remember hearing and being entrusted with many of those stories from my patients. Stories of upheaval, loss, pain, destruction, senseless hatred and violence. We hardly have to look too far to be reminded of these stories in our world today. Political conflicts and divisions, hunger and food insecurity, continued illness and death from COVID, the impact of climate change. Frankly, it can all feel a bit hopeless at times. On the one hand, Jesus himself can feel like a bit of a Debbie Downer this morning, marveling at the temple and the grandeur of the Jerusalem landscape. The disciples are amazed. Teacher, what large stones and large buildings. And Jesus's response, not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. Contextually speaking though, Jesus, is really more news reporter than future predictor. By the time Mark's gospel was written down, the temple in Jerusalem had already been destroyed along with the rest of the city in the aftermath of the Jewish Roman war. Not one stone was left upon another, all had been thrown down. Where is the hope? As though Mark's readers needed the reminder that everything they held dear suddenly came crashing down, literally crashing down around them. As though we need the reminder of the realities of our own world come crashing down these past two years. Destruction and wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes and famines, it all feels a little apocalyptic, which is probably how this brief gospel text gets its reputation as the little apocalypse, as biblical scholars call it. That's a loaded and often misunderstood word, apocalypse. But far from the wild and imaginative imagery popularized by Hollywood in that one word, apocalypse quite literally just means an uncovering or an unveiling. On the one hand, what is revealed is unsettling, frightening even. But there's also something else going on. These things must take place, Jesus says. But the end is still to come. Or put another way, these things must take place, but they are not the end. One of the major themes of Jewish apocalyptic writings like this text is God's ultimate control of the world. In these kinds of writings, it was taken for granted that God would deliver the people and the whole creation in God's own timing. It's a matter of when, not if. Yes, things do fall apart. Stories of upheaval and loss and pain and destruction, even senseless hatred and violence are real. But they are not the end. What is ultimately being uncovered is something much more profound. 
God cannot and will not be contained by walls or buildings, and God's spirit will not be crushed or destroyed in the rubble or the shards of broken glass left behind. We see it in the resilient and unrelenting witness of those like Walter Falk, who testify to the horrors that they endured, calling us now to denounce anti-Semitism and hatred in any form. We hear it in the stories of veterans whose scars of war are both visible and hidden, calling us to choose and to live peace. We experience it for ourselves every time we gather for worship, whether in person or online, calling us to community, even when a pandemic or building plumbing problems try to separate us. Apocalypse is about destructions and endings. These things must and do take place. But it is also much more about the spirit of God all around us that cannot be destroyed or diminished. Our stories of upheaval, loss and pain do not get the final word. Tragedy and destruction and the unspeakable horrors of war do not get the final word. These things are not the end. The story is not over. Resurrection not death, will get and does get the final word, a great hope of apocalyptic proportions.